Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. We've been talking about last week, we were talking about the spiritual appraisal, and we talked about increasing your value and influence across the kingdoms. How many enjoyed last week? Amen. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it again and again and again and get in your spirit. A lot of things, I listened to it and a lot of things were not in my notes and I just get, the Lord gave it to me on the spot and I, I want you to get a hold of this. I, I normally don't preach like that. You all have been, who've been around for a little bit and the Lord just gave it to me. And so today we're going to talk and we're going to continue along these lines in, in light of our series, The Christian Mind. We're dealing with spiritual appraisal, and this time we're talking about the MPVs across the kingdoms, the MVPs across the kingdoms. All right, so I want to talk about the kingdoms. There are at least three kingdoms. There are at least three kingdoms in this world, right, or in what we have. We have the kingdom of God. We have the kingdom of man or the kingdom of humanity. And then we have the kingdom of darkness, at least three kingdoms. Everybody say three kingdoms. And so the more valuable you are to the kingdom of God, the more valuable you are to the kingdom of man, and the more valuable you are in, in a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And so we, we want to explore that. We talked about increasing your value and your influence across the kingdoms. And one of the things that we shared last week is that when you know who you are and you know how valuable you are to God, you become valuable in this world. There's nothing, I, don't ever, I know you, you've seen this, but you've seen people who are insecure and, 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 and they're leaders. They, they have the title and they don't function the way that God wanted them to function. And we, God doesn't want us to be insecure. Insecurity is a result of sin, not of God. <laughs> and so we should never be insecure about anything. We should be secure in Christ, and we should flow out of that security. And because he values us, we value ourselves. And because, we, because he loves us, we can love ourselves properly. And because we can love ourselves properly, we can love our neighbor as ourselves. Amen. You love God and the only way we love God properly is because we receive his love for us. So sometimes people want to, oh, I love God. But first, you got to receive and believe the love that he has for you. So you receive his love. You, 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 you believe his love. Even when you mess up, you believe that he loves you. You believe that God is ordering your steps because he loves you. You believe that he's going to meet your needs because he loves you. You believe that he's going to give you wisdom because he loves you. Amen. So everything, the foundation of our walk is based on how much he loves us. I can never earn his love. You can never earn the love of God. No matter what you go, whether you read the whole Bible in a day or whether you take a lifetime to read the whole Bible, his love does not change. His love is unstoppable. It's not removable. It's, it's irreplaceable. He will never stop loving you even if you choose to go to hell. If you choose to turn away from him, he'll never stop loving you. That's the kind of God we serve. 
His love is indescribable. His love is immeasurable. His love is unstoppable. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. That's good news. That was worth you driving all across those different towns to come and hear that. <laughs> now we can go home. <laughs> His love is unstoppable. And when you understand how valuable you are to him, then you can function in your calling. You can function in your anointing. You can function in the grace of God because you know how much he loves you. Amen. So develop a, a security about the love of God. Renew your mind about how much he loves you. You know, and not only does he love you, he likes you. God likes you. Everybody say, God likes me. And because God likes me, come on, because God likes me, I like me. All right. There is a self-destruction spirit in the world that wants to get us to dislike what God created. <laughs> Let us not dislike what God made. I like me because God likes me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think there's a Kurt Franklin song called, I, he likes me because I don't even know the lyrics. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> I knew it was out there somewhere. I heard that from somewhere. <laughs> but God likes you. And because he likes you, flourish in that. Operate in that. That God likes me. Not only does he loves me, but he likes me. Because you can love somebody and not necessarily like them. <laughs> right at the time your kids get on your last nerve and you you love them but you might not like them at that moment <laughs> so god likes you and 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 begin to develop a walk out of that likeness we are made in the likeness he made me the way that i am right I mean, he loves me so much he's going to change me he's not going to keep me the same I come to him as I am, but I shouldn't stay as I am a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. I should go from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith. So I should continue to grow and continue to change the more I understand how much he loves me. Amen. None of that is in my notes. <laughs> um, and so the kingdoms across the kingdoms, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of man, or the kingdom of humanity, and the kingdom of darkness. The MVPs across the kingdoms. Now, MVP stands for the most valuable player, right? In sports, players are often awarded the title MVP because of some type of performance or contribution to the team during a season. Is that correct? Y'all familiar with that? And so I want to submit to you this morning that Jesus is the real MVP. <laughs> he is the most valuable person in the kingdom of God. Amen. And if you follow him and allow him to live his life through you, he'll make you an MVP as well. Amen. Amen. So he's so he's so most he's so valuable that he decided he wanted to make others valuable like himself. And so the more you and I become like Jesus, the more valuable we become. The more of an MVP we'll become because he is the real MVP. He's the, you know, and, and, and think about um, Kevin Durant. He was like, his mom is the real MVP. So as we become valuable in this world and in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of darkness, then we can say the real MVP is Jesus. He's the real champion. Amen. Amen. 
That was worth for you coming all across town, all those little towns you crossed just to get here. And you had to find a park around the corner to walk in the cold, to go up the stairs, <laughs> to come to the church. Amen. Amen. Jesus, the MVP, the real MVP, those who allow him, I'm going to repeat this again, those who allow him to live his life through them will also become the MVP. The MVP is in the kingdom of God. This position is available to all. So we can become valuable in the kingdom of God. We can. We really can. No matter where you are, no matter how old or how young you are, you can become valuable in the kingdom of God. In one sense, when I talk about value, valuable, we are all valuable to God at the same level. I'm not talking about his love for you growing or increasing. He'll never love you more than he loves you right now. No matter what you have done or what you haven't done, his love is always the same. It's not going to, you cannot grow his love for you. <laughs> you can't make him love you more or make him, make him love you less. What I'm talking about is becoming usable in his hands, in his kingdom. Becoming valuable in the sense of becoming usable. Now, whatever job that you have at this time, that's how much your job, whatever you get paid, that's how much your job values you. Whatever the pay rate is right now in your current job, that's how much the job values you. How many know that God wants, this, wants to increase our value? Both in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of darkness. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we talked about last week how we, we really should pray and ask God to increase that make us a blessing to our family. May we add value to our families. Amen. If you're a parent, may you become valuable to your children. If you are a friend, may you become valuable to your friends. May you become valuable to your community. Come on. I, I, I want to increase my value in people's lives. And the way we do that is understanding how much we are valuable to God. That scripture that we pray, Lord, I pray that, you, that we may know what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. In other words, I'm praying, Lord, show me how valuable I am to you. And we talked about from last week that we are his inheritance. We are his portion. The Lord's people is his portion. He, he, he values us. And Jesus endured the cross for us. Amen. Romans 8.37. Romans 8.37. It says this. Romans 8.37. Oh, let's just jump, down, jump up to 35. Uh, 31. <laughs> Romans 8.31 says this. It says, what then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God is for you, who can be against you? He's the majority. <laughs> the peop people are not the majority. All different communities may get upset at us, but God is the majority. Amen. I, I heard a song years ago. I was introduced to him. I think he's re related to me somehow. I'm going to find out one of these days. Uh, Reverend Timothy Wright, who's on the Lord's side? <laughs> if you're on the Lord's side, 
you know, who can be against you if God is for you? Who can bring a charge against God's elect? Verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously, graciously give us all things? If he gave us Jesus, he can meet that mortgage. He can pay those bills. He can pay off that student loan. Come on. He, he, can, he can destroy some debt. If he gave us Jesus, just look at Jesus. If he did not spare his own son, surely he can take care of a bill that's due by the end of the day. Verse, um, let's go to the next one. Verse 30, who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns or who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, coronavirus, nakedness, danger, the rejection of a company, the sword, or as it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be, to be slaughtered. No. Notice Paul said no. He said, he asked the question 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then he answers that question by 37. He says, no, no. And all these things, and all these things, all the things he mentioned, right? The tribulations, the distress, the persecution, the famine, the nakedness, the danger, and the sword. And all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So all these things that he mentioned, the distress, we're more than a conqueror. And we said last week, we are not the ones who, are con who conquered. Jesus conquered the world, sin, and the devil. He turned around and gave us the victory, so therefore we are more than conquerors. Jesus is the conqueror. We are more than, because we didn't do nothing but receive it. We receive the victory. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the real MVP. He satisfied the wrath of God. God's wrath was against us and was upon us because we, have, we were so much in debt because of our sins that G, it, took, it cost Jesus his life. Jesus satisfied the anger, the judgment of God. Come on. I, I, I'm preaching better than you said. Amen. Jesus satisfied that wrath. He turned that wrath into favor. And we receive it by grace. Amen. Amen. Nothing we did but to receive. I receive that. I receive that grace. I receive the satisfaction of the wrath of God. I deserve hell, but grace made me a son. Amen. I was once an enemy of God. Now I'm a friend of God. Now I'm a son and a daughter of God. I'm his favorite child. Come on. Come on. He, when he looks at me, he smiles because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And it says all these, we're more than conquerors through him who love us. Amen. Jesus suffered for our sins so that we can be saved. He performed the law so that we can reap the benefits. <laughs> uh, Deuteronomy 28 says, and all these curses, all these blessings will come upon those who hearken to the voice of the Lord. And then turns around and lists all the curses. Christ redeemed us from all the curses. 
He was the one that heeded the voice of God. Where Adam failed, Jesus succeeded. Where the children of Israel failed in the wilderness, Jesus conquered the devil, the flesh, and the world in the wilderness. Amen. So we see where in the Old Testament where there's failures, Jesus is the one who actually succeeded. When Adam took the fruit, Jesus did not. He refused the fruit. Amen. Amen. And so therefore, we are delivered. We're saved so that we can receive the blessing of Abraham and receive the Holy Spirit. Again, the more we become like Jesus, the more valuable we become across the kingdoms. The more valuable. Jesus was a threat to the devil. Jesus was the threat to in this world, to the religious people of the world. So the more you and I become like Jesus, the more our influence increase. I've been off of social media going on maybe two months. I'm telling you, I'm free. <laughs> I don't ever have to go back. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, you just don't realize how much stress social media and just wasted time. You just find yourself like hours. I had to totally delete TikTok. Because it's like one video after video after video. I'm like, oh, God. And you can find yourself three, four, five hours, and you can read the whole Bible. Not really, but you can read, read a significant portion. You know? So I was like, let me just cut it off for a little bit. You know, and, and it just, you just have to f- guard your time and guard because you want your influence to increase and your value. And really, you know, um, just in the world, naturally speaking, <clears throat> the wealth, wealthy people, they don't have necessarily big TVs. They have big libraries. <laughs> right? um, spiritual people don't necessarily have all the best of everything, per se, but they have, they have quality time with God. Amen. They value the things that God values. And, not saying that, and yet, the same token, God has given us all things to enjoy. I'm not trying to preach abundance where oh, I don't look at TV, I don't go on social. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is just monitor to do all things in moderation, right? <laughs> Learn how to enjoy it and at the same time recognize when it's trying to take the place of Jesus. Amen. And last week we talked about increasing your value and your influence across the kingdoms. And we, we actually said, becoming who God made you to be. Who has God made you to be? Become that. And, and I was thinking about the word vag- vagabond, right? A vagabond. And, and a vagabond is a person who moves from place to place without a fixed home. Often without a, a regular means of support. A wanderer. Le- leading an unsettled drifting, wandering life, irresponsible, stateless person, homeless, a man without a country, displaced person, aimless. And I know, and as I think about this, these definitions, I think about some Christians who are displaced, who are aimless, um, unpredictable. How many know that Jesus and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, are the, they are the most Predictable people ever, beings ever. You can count on his mercy tomorrow. <laughs> you can count on his forgiveness. You can count on him reigning on the just and the unjust. You can count on his love. He's predictable. God is, you know, I know people say, well, God works in mysterious ways. Yes and no. He's predictable. If I pray and call upon him, he'll answer. He, he's predict. If I call, he'll he'll. 
he'll answer. If I repent, he'll forgive. If I confess, he's faithful and just to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Amen. Um, there, there are children of God who are vagabonds. They, they, they are wandering from place to place. A person who wanders from place to place without a job, without a purpose. Unprincipled person. Shiftless, worthless, good for nothing. This, this is dictionaries. I, I looked up five, six different dictionaries. One that was current and all the way to back in the 1800s. And they all said, and the one said, good for nothing. <laughs> so a vagabond is good for nothing. I was like, whoa, Lord, don't make me a vagabond. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was thinking about this, about Cain. How Abel offered up a sacrifice that was worthy to, receive, to be received by God. But Cain, on the other hand, did not. And the Bible says that Cain was upset at Abel, and he killed Cain, Abel. Cain killed Abel. And we see from the scriptures that the Bible says that God pronounced judgment on Cain. He says, and you'll be a fugitive, and you'll be a vagabond. That's, in other words, you'll be a wanderer. You're going to wonder. And then, he, and then he goes on, he talks about how, how you know, the people are going to try to kill me and so forth. And the point is, we don't want to be a vagabond. We, we want to be valuable, spiritual appraisal. We want to bring something to the table. Amen. Keith Moore, Pastor Keith Moore said this, the degree of your humility determines the limitations of your usefulness to God. Let me say it again. The degree, the degree of your humility determines the limitations of your usefulness to God. So we need to increase in our humility. You want to be valuable in the kingdom of God? Become humble. Become like a child. Lord, I, I humble myself. Know the scripture says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. So humble yourself. Become teachable. Become pliable. Become like putty in the hands of the master. He can do whatever he wants with you. Yield yourself to the master. Come on, yield yourself. Even now, make a decision. Say, I yield myself to the master. I, whatever he wants me to do, he's the potter and I'm the clay. He can make me and mold me and put a desire in me when, when you don't even have the desire. He'll, he'll shape your mind. He'll shape your tongue. He'll shape your life. He'll, he'll change some things in your life. Yield yourself to the master and allow him to shape you. It's not so much that, oh, I want to do whatever I want to do. No, whatever he wants me to do. We, we want to go after what he has placed inside of us. And we're going to give you some 13, 13 different ways to become an MVP in the kingdom, across the kingdoms. Become teachable. Become humble in his hands. God can do more with a humble person than he can with a prideful person. Learn how to be teachable, whatever, Lord. Whatever you want. I had a pastor friend call me the other day and she was laughing because I was talking about the refiner's fire song, you know, and I was like, I stopped singing it. She said, I know what you mean. <laughs> Become teachable in the hands of God. Number one, I, I got a lot. And each one of these I can actually stay on for eight weeks. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give you an overview and this is the way the Lord gave it to me. And so you can take notes and later on we'll, we'll perhaps put them on our, by the way, we have a QR code, a scan code where you can scan and you can get the, the, the lyrics and the scriptures and, and announcements. All right. Amen. Thanks to Minister David. Shout out to Minister David. 
for making it happen. I, I got the idea of when we went to South Carolina, we went to a restaurant and you had to scan for the menu. I was like, well, we can do that in church. No more bulletins. We never really had them anyway. <laughs> but we could just do announcements. Or if people can't, don't have strong eyes and they can't see the screen, they can look at their phones, but that kind of gets tricky because the kids are like, yeah, yeah, champion, champion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Here are some points, some ways to become the MVP, an MVP across the kingdoms. All right. The, they're not necessarily in order, so they're not steps. They're, they're principles. Are y'all ready? The Lord gave this to me, and, and I, I believe that these, these will benefit you both spiritually and naturally. So these are some things to how you can become to live out the kingdom, our name, Kingdom Living Ministries, right? We're living out the kingdom. So these principles will empower you to live out the kingdom and become an MVP in the kingdom, across the kingdoms. Here we go. Develop, number one, develop the ability to hear. Develop the ability to hear. There are a lot of people who don't listen. <laughs> James 1 Verse 19 says this, be slow to speak and quick to hear. And what we do is we're quick to speak and slow to hear. How many ears do you have? How many mouths do you have? So God expects you and I to listen twice as much as we speak. So if you speak a whole lot, you need to listen twice as much as you speak. Amen. Develop the ability to hear. Hear. How do you hear? Through the words you actually hear, through what you see and through, your, through what you read. So when we're talking about hearing, we're not limited to just what's on your, on your face. We're talking about the ability to comprehend. When you read, you're hearing. When you're seeing and when you're listening, you're, you're hearing. So it's not just because there's people who are, who, who are deaf, but they hear. Yeah. Right. So we're not just talking about the natural ability to hear, but we're talking about to comprehend. There's a scripture in Old King James that says, hearken to hear and obey. So when we're talking about hearing, we're talking about obeying what you hear or acting upon what you, you have heard. True hearing is connected to your heart. True hearing is connected to your spirit. You hear with your spirit. True hearing produces understanding. You think about the word heart, H-E-A-R-T. And inside of heart, there's two other words, hear and ear. So your ear is connected to your hearing, which is connected to your heart. Hear and increase. Go to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, and let's look at verse 5. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. It says this, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. Your increase is connected to your hearing. Your prosperity is connected to your hearing. Your healing is connected to your hearing. 
Your success is connected to your hearing. Everything is placed upon your hearing. You can't get saved unless you hear. Now, deaf people can get saved because they hear what I'm talking about. They're understanding their, they, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I'm not just talking about hearing physically, though, that if you can hear it, are you blessed with the ability to hear physically? It can increase you. Your classroom or, or your car can become a classroom. When you're listening to different podcasts and sermons and, and, and YouTube videos, that can become a classroom for your success. So the ability to hear. It says a wise man, uh, let the wise hear and increase in learning. So a wise person will hear and from the hearing will actually increase from it. You can learn something from everyone. Learn what not to do and learn what to do. So you're around people who are not successful, learn not what to, not, uh, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm learning not, what not not to do, what not to do. I'm not going to do that. Or you're successful, I'm going to learn what to do. So people have come in, there are two types of people in your life. People you can learn from and people you can learn, well, you can learn from everybody, what to do and what not to do. The life is a classroom. Not to do that. Okay, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Biographies, what to do and what not to do. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus often said that Matthew eleven fifteen 15 says, um, he that has ears, let him hear. Of course, he's not just talking about physical ears. He's talking about hearing with your spirit or with your heart. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7 says, today, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So we're to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Faith changes the world. Faith is the vehicle which pleases God. Signs aren't, aren't the major ways in which God communicates with humanity. Um, DMX wrote a song or said a song. He said, give me a sign, right? You know, with that voice. Give me a sign. No, 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 no. We don't, no, no. We don't, uh, uh, evil and wicked generation look for a sign, right? We don't look for signs. Okay. <laughs> signs can be counterfeited by the enemy. So God communicates with us through words. The very first words of the Bible that he spoke to humanity. Let us make man in our image. Genesis 1.26. Let them be. No, he's, he actually said to men or to humanity, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. He, he used words to direct. Christianity is, 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 is the religion or the relationship that is filled with words. God does not communicate with signs because sometimes what happens is people will worship the signs. They'll worship, you know, I, I think about different movies that I've seen over the years and how there were people will go to like where Jesus walked. And they worship the, the, the place. Oh, Jesus, he, he stood right here. We're not to worship those things. God communicates through words. You your, your increase is connected to your hearing. God saves through words. Signs and wonders are really low levels of communications from God. Really low level. Through words, God saves. Through words, God creates. Through words, God, God delivers. Through words, God uses words. Words are powerful forces upon the earth. God used his word to create the world. God said, 
And you read Genesis 1, it says, and God said, 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 and God said. And then it says, and God saw it, and it was good. If you want to see some things in your life, you got to say. When you say, when you say, when you say, you'll see. And when you see it, it'll be good to you. God modeled how to build your world, our world. This is how he he created the world. It's through faith we understand how God created the world. Through his words. And how do we create our world? Through our words. What you say today, you'll get tomorrow. Amen. Developing or develop the ability to hear. That's the first one. Hearing people. Hearing God. That's how you become the MVP. Notice this. um, Mastering the art of listening. Mastering the art of listening. A lot of times people don't listen. But master the art of listening. Let me listen. So to listen is to understand what the person is saying and what the person is meaning. Because they can say something, though you hear the words, you may misunderstand what they're saying. So truly hear what they're actually saying. Master the art of listening. And my last point under this is developing ministering ears. If you want to minister to a person who's going through a hardship, develop ministering ears. It's not always good to just go and say what what you think. Sometimes they don't need the correction right then and there. Just listen. Just being there and listening and praying under your breath. Lord, comfort them. You know, and and, and the worst thing you can do to a person who's grieving is, "I, I know what you, I know how you feel. No, 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 you don't. Because you don't know what, how they feel at that moment. So you listen and just being there. That's, that's, that's becoming an MVP in the kingdom. The world wants to be heard. Children wants to be heard. So listen. Listen to people and listen to God. God wants to be heard. He's looking for some people to hear him. Are you, are you willing to hear even when you don't like what you're hearing. Lord, hear, speak to me. You know, people, speak to me. Uh, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me. They, oh, God, speak. If, if I only could get a word. If I only could get a word. Oh, God, speak to me. And then he speaks, and you, you don't like what you hear, so you're looking for another word. There's a danger of going after words that you want to hear. The Bible tells us in Timothy that there, there's coming a time, which is now is, that people are going and looking for itching, They have itching ears. They want to hear something pleasant. They want to go to the prophet or the prophetess to hear a word. Give me a word. Tell me how much God wants to bless me. Tell me that that everything's going to be okay. If only the prophet will speak to me. And God has given us his his holy word. Amen. Amen. I'm going to give you one more and then we're going to, I'm going to let you go. I I, I didn't realize the time is getting away from us. The the second one, one, the second principle I want to explore it's to pursue wisdom above all. Pursue wisdom above all. So let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. And let's look at verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. It says, the beginning of wisdom is this. What's the beginning of the wisdom? In Proverbs 1, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. To fear the Lord, 
to reverence and respect him and to give attention to his word. Proverbs 4, 7 says, the beginning of wisdom is this. How many want some wisdom? Wisdom can change your life. Wisdom can make you wealthy, healthy, live long on earth. We need wisdom. Proverbs 4, verse 7 says this. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. <laughs> I mean, it's just plain, like, is this out there? Get wisdom. You want, the beginning of wisdom is, and how do you get wisdom? Go to Proverbs 1. Let's go there real quick. Proverbs chapter 1. Let's look at verse 7. Proverbs 1, verse 7 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear, that doesn't mean to be afraid of God. It means to reverence and respect him and honor him. Go, to, go back to Proverbs 4, 7. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. One translation says this. Wisdom is supreme. Wisdom is to be sought above all everything else. We're to seek after wisdom. Whatever situation you're in, wisdom can get you out. The book of James says this, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, right? And so prior to that, it says that you find yourself into some trials, count it all joy, and then turn around and ask God for some wisdom to get you through the trials. Wisdom is supreme. Wisdom is the principal thing. It is the foundational thing. God created the heavens and the earth through his wisdom. It is the wisdom of God that sent Jesus to the cross. The wisdom of God caused the works of the enemy to be confused. If they knew they were crucifying the prince of life, they never would have sent Jesus to the cross. They never would have executed their demonic plan. And behind that demonic plan was the plan of God. What they meant for evil, God meant it for good. Not that he just turned it around for good. He meant it for good. That rejection that was meant to hurt you and destroy you was meant by God to build you up, to strengthen you. Come on. The things that we experienced, the losses that was meant to destroy you, God is meaning it to build you up. How can you have a testimony without a test? <laughs> how, how can you overcome when you have nothing to overcome? It's one thing to have knowledge of God, but it's another thing to, to live it out, to put into practice. Church is like a school. You're being tested. You, you've been filled with knowledge so you can be tested. And people say, well, well I drew closer to God and, and all hell broke loose. Welcome to class 101, exam 101. You have now entered the comprehension exam period. Now it's time to put into practice all the, you singing all the wonderful songs, champion, and he's authority. He's giving me authority. And then God gives you an opportunity to, to exercise your authority. God gives you, give you ability and give you an opportunity to put to practice your conscience. He gives you everything you hear from the word of God. He gives you a platform to put into practice. If we preach about love, all of a sudden that week you'll have a bunch of people that's going to get on your nerves. And oh God, oh I just hate them. Oh God. And just opportunity, God says, now it's time for the real test. I don't hear God. You heard God on Sunday from the word. Now it's time to put into practice 
what you believe. Do you believe what you believe? Amen. Wisdom is necessary to increase your value and your influence across the kingdoms. People will travel around the world to hear a wise person. They will. Wisdom is how God operates and lives. It takes wisdom to walk with God. If you want true intimacy with God, you got to have some wisdom. Amen. Give me wisdom to walk with you. Wisdom to handle the word of truth and the word of life and the word of faith. How do I apply what I'm reading? How does Exodus connect with Matthew and Revelation to Genesis and Malachi and Ezra and Esther and 1 Corinthians and 1 Thessalonians with Matthew and Matthew with Nahum and and, um, all these other scriptures? How do that all? It takes the wisdom of God. So wisdom is really necessary. It's not an option. And there's a lot of people who don't have wisdom. Wisdom. The fear of the Lord is, and there, there are two types of wisdom, wisdom from God and wisdom from the earth. And even with dealing with the wisdom from the world, you need the wisdom of God to rightly discern how to use the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of the world can benefit you, but the wisdom of God has a far greater reach than the wisdom of this age. Amen. So you read the secular books and you read and look at the secular YouTube videos and and go to the concert. I mean, conferences and and courses and professional development. And then the wisdom of God will show you how to use it for a far greater reach. Praise God. Amen. The wisdom of God. So you got to pursue wisdom. You got to seek wisdom. You got to cry out for wisdom. You go. That should be your number one prayer list. On your prayer list every day, you know, you pray, you know, you praise God, you worship God, you pray for his will to be done, and then you pray for wisdom. Lord, give me some wisdom for the day. Give me wisdom for the day. Lord, I need wisdom for this day. Or or you're in a situation and all hell is breaking loose. God, give me wisdom for this situation. Lord, get your wisdom scriptures out and begin to baptize your mind with the wisdom of God. Understanding Jesus and how he operated will give you wisdom for your life. Understanding the book of Proverbs and Psalms and Moses and the narrative, the creation narrative will give you wisdom for this age. B-I-B-L-E, the basic instruction before living earth. God will give you instructions how to make it in life. This book will give you, show you the formulas for success. How to be successful, how to raise your kids, how to how to be healthy, how to live long and how to how to prosper in this life, how to deal with the devil and the flesh and sin and how to deal with ungodly people. The wisdom of God, everything you need is in the wisdom of God. Everything you will ever face. We talked last week about Hebrews chapter 12. It says looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. So when you're going through, look to Jesus. How do you look to Jesus? Look to his word. What does the word of God say about this situation? We're quick to go to other people. What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? What do you? And then you're all confused. Well, this person says do this, this person, but the wisdom of God. God's wisdom will lead you to the right people. God's wisdom is available to all. My last scripture, James chapter one, James chapter one. I I was very (laughs) presumptuous because I have 13 principles and yet I got through two. Um, James chapter one. But that's that's 
that's my life. <laughs> I have more than enough because I never want to not have enough. Amen. James chapter one. So that means you got to come back next week. <laughs> James chapter one. Let's look at this. Verse. Let's, let's just start with verse two. Count it all joy. How do you count it all joy? One, two, three, four, five. Whatever you're going through, count it all joy. How can I see the good in this? How can I get joy, get, get joy out of this, what I'm going through? Count it all joy, my brothers, in Greek it says, and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. So many people are, are in the place of why? Why is this happening to me? That's the wrong question. The question should be, some of the questions should include, what am I supposed to do in this? How can I overcome this? What it, where is the strength that God promised? He'll never allow me to be tempted or tested above my ability to overcome it. So if you're going through something, that's how much God thinks of you. He thinks that you can overcome it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going through hell on your job, Winston Churchill says, keep walking. <laughs> if you're going through hell, keep walking. People are like, oh, Job, poor Job. That happened. His, the things that happened in his life took place maybe two years. Compared to the rest of his life, I think that's pretty good. And he got double for his trouble. <laughs> I, I think that's okay. So count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. There are different reasons why trials are coming. Some trials come because of the devil. Some trials come because of your mistakes. <laughs> Some trials come for somebody else's mistakes. Come on. You live in a country what, what the people vote people in and, and the person that's in office make dumb decisions. And so, so there's some trials because of the leader that we have. Come on. So you meet trials of various kinds. James does not say, try to figure out why the trial came. James says, count it all joy. I'm, I, I, this is an opportunity to praise God. Thank you for the opportunity to believe you. Just another, you know, oh, you get over one hump, then something else happens. Just another opportunity to believe God. Just another opportunity to apply the principles of the word. That's the way you look at it. For you know that the, testings of your, the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or patience. When you're going, the longer, listen to this, this will save your life. The longer it takes for you to get out of something, the better off you are. <laughs> what do you mean, PD? What do you mean? I thought God wanted to get me right out. Because patience is working in you. The longer it takes, the better off you are. That went over real well. <laughs> the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness or let patience have its full effect. Let patience work patience. If I could develop more patience than the devil, I win every time. And the devil is a very patient being. I'm going to tell you how, 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 how much patience the devil has. You take a rock and you put it under a dripping faucet. And over time, 
that rock will begin to what? Decay, right? That's how the patience of the devil is. It may take 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 80 years. The devil will patiently wait. The devil will patiently wait and he'll start working in a person's life at before birth. So while the pay, while the before the person is ever conceived, the devil is at work against them. And then the person is conceived, then all of a sudden he begins to work on them. Then the baby is born, he begins to work on the baby. Toddler years. Preteens, teenage years, young adult years, mature years. He'll work and work and work and work and build strongholds and strengthen strongholds. And that's why you need to get the word of God in your kids early. Amen. Amen. You got to get the word in them early. You got to expose them to prayer early. You, they should see you praying. They should hear you praying. They should hear you li living the life that you sing about. They, sh they should know that God is real in your life. Because the devil is working, trying to destroy them. There are assignments of the enemy against your kids, and you break them through your words, through counseling the assignments by the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus, and you counsel them. The greatest counselation is through your obedience. You destroy the assignments by obeying God. Amen. Amen. Let's continue this, and then I'll let you go. It says this. It says, let verse 4, and let steadfastness or patience have its full work effect that you may be perfect or mature and complete, lacking nothing, lacking in nothing. In verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and will be given him. But let him ask in faith without no, with, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave. And it goes on. So notice this. It says, ask in faith. If you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously. In other words, God is a giving God. He's more willing to give you the wisdom than you more willing to ask for it. That's all I have for today. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Then I come back and get the other 11. <laughs> I pray that you'll take heed and you make wisdom the principal thing. That you would allow, understand how much God loves you. And that you would take your place in the kingdom this week. This week you should pray and really seek God for the wisdom of God. Seek him for his wisdom. He wants to give you, there's a scripture that talks about that he stores up wisdom for the upright. There's some wisdom stored up for you for the day. Tap into that wisdom for the day. Amen. And develop the ability to hear. Develop the ability to hear. Hear God and hear people. Listen, you can tell what's in a person's heart by the words of their mouth. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So let them talk. They'll tell you all their secrets. Just keep talking. And a person, the Bible says, if a person is a fool, if they just don't open their mouth, even the fool will act like a wise person. <laughs> if you can control your tongue, you can control your life. 
says, I'm going to listen today. On the, on the, you've been working from home, listen. Read people's emails. Look at the little jokes, the little side jokes. Begin to discern what's going on. Amen. Develop the ability to hear and pursue wisdom above all. Join me standing. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. May you make them an MVP across the kingdoms. May you increase their value, their influence. May, may they have such a strong value that they are a threat to the kingdom of darkness they are valuable in the kingdom of humanity, and they are valuable in the kingdom of God. Father, I pray, just lift up your hands, and I want you, with your own words, ask God to make you the MVP like Jesus. In other words, you're praying to be more like Jesus. God, I want to be more like Jesus. Holy Spirit, make me more like the Son of the living God. Oh, burn out everything that is not like Jesus. Take it out. All desires that is not like Jesus. Father, I want to be, I want to increase my spiritual appraisal. I want to increase my value. I want to increase my influence for your glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Even now, Father, cause us to increase in value and influence for your glory. We receive it by faith. That, Lord, we are valuable. We are the most valuable person, a player, part of the team. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord. We bring something to the table. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is going to give you opportunities for you to become valuable, to increase your value, to increase your influence. If you will receive this now, you're going to find yourself in situations that may look tough, that may be tough, that might not feel comfortable. How many know we're not called to a comfortable life? Jesus will lead us to uncomfortable territories. He will stretch us. He will cause us to, to flourish in, in hard places. So receive and recognize the moves of God and the workings of God. You're going to have opportunities after opportunities to increase your value. Every time there's an opportunity to walk in integrity and you choose integrity, you just increase your value. Amen. So you're at that store. They give you extra money. That's a test to increase your value. Every time you have a temptation and you overcome that temptation, you increase your value. Amen. 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 Every time you protect the name of Jesus in your life, you increase your influence. Come on. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. And Father, I thank you for the wisdom. I thank you for the guidance. We want to become MVPs in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of this world, in the kingdom of darkness. I thank you. Increase it. Increase our church. May we become MVPs in, as a church, Father. Ah, the more of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that this day will be, a, a, that, that we'll reflect over, over these things.
and we'll continue to grow in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a one. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.